diplomatic community. Just been revoked. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears podcast. This is episode number 76. It's just Jesslyn and I today. No special guests, but we have a lot to talk about. Jesslyn, say ho- hello. Hello. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a lot of stuff to get through here. It's it's usually, you know, uh, Jesslyn makes up these sheets to where it has all these this information on it, which really helps me and, and whomever our guest is out. And they're, they're, they list, like, director and the, the plot synopsis and everything. Uh, pictures of the movie. It's in color, even, so... Um, Don't tell anyone I work for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just three sheets of paper in color. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. And today, uh, it's three sheets of stuff that we're going to go through. Usually, it's about, like, two... Uh, last week it was only one, but we had a bunch of stuff we had to talk about anyway. Yeah, Monday we went on kind of a movie bender when yeah. we got off work. Yeah, we did. We, went, we, we watched quite a bit of stuff, so uh, let's get started. One of them is from the uh, the Hulu series Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is called All That We Destroy. Yes. Um, and this movie is about a geneticist who fears that her son may be a serial killer, so she creates clones of the same like uh, woman that he killed to see maybe uh, where he went wrong or if there's a way to cure him or if there's a way for him to be able to live with this clone uh, and well yeah, my take just... on it was that she was just going to create clones that he could murder so he wouldn't murder real people I, I mean I think that's what Something it was like about that, yeah. because the well, I won't ruin it, but I think you'll agree that's what it's about too when you watch it. Right. Well, she, well. Also, the the mother didn't want him to leave at all. Right. Because he would murder murder people. people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she thought she could satiate that need by creating clones for him to kill. Right. 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 But also, though, isn't it because um, I thought also that she would want him to have like a relationship with her too. Um, well. No, I didn't get that. What I did get from it was that if she had intervened at his childhood and reacted differently to a mistake he made, he may not be the person that he is now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin any more than that. I liked it. Yeah, this Into the Dark series is pretty cool. It's monthly, I believe. Yeah. And it's done by, like, the holiday... The month it's released in, it's it's named. I guess. So, what was this holiday? Oh shit! I don't know. May. It would, would have been released in May. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be May. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I I liked this one. It's got uh, Israel Broussard from Happy Death Day. Carter, he's the main character. Uh, Aurora Perno, daughter of Harold. Oh, she which, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, Frank Whaley, Samantha Mathis, good cast. Yeah, it is a yeah. good cast. Uh, I, I like this movie too. It was uh, you just threw it right on. You're like, all right, let's check this one out, and yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, there's only been one Into the Dark. There was one that I really didn't like, but I finished it. And there was one that I couldn't even finish. I was so annoyed with it. But the others I've enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I've only seen a few of them, but they have been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just fucking with you. And then we're going to go see one coming out in June. Yeah. We're going to get a sneak peek at it, I believe, from... Um, I forgot who the, whom the director is. But I believe she's going to be in attendance also, I want to say. Okay. But uh, we will see. I mean, uh, I believe it's gonna be released before they put it on hulu but we'll see i don't know it looks like yeah cool i'm into this series definitely definitely i like the idea of a series of horror movies <laughs> so i get a new one every month so yeah, your monthly horror movie here <laughs> they're not all winners but a lot of them really are you know what aren't winners that i have just seen throughout the years now like those loot crates like those things are a waste of fucking money. I, what? I, you know what? You don't have. Do you know what they are? I mean, I've heard that phrase. I guess no. I don't know what it is. It's like you pay twenty, thirty some dollars a month, and every month, like you'll get this box full of like uh, horror stuff or, or video game stuff. It's okay. Different companies have different loot boxes that you get, and one of them is like a horror horror one, like a horror block or whatever the fuck it's called. And they usually, you know, take forever to arrive, and then they just, <laughs> they just throw, end up putting a bunch of garbage in there. Like, they'll have maybe, like, a cool t-shirt, but other than that, it'll just be, like, some two-year-old pop figure, which, I mean, those are Satan's gift anyway. <laughs> uh, pins and stickers and fucking just uh, iPhone covers from, like, four generations ago. It just looks... It, it, it looks horrible. It's just like uh, someone just dumped a bunch of shit in a little box and like, oh, we couldn't sell it, so let's give it to these fucking idiots who paid for this. Sorry, you're not an idiot. But I just think it's stupid. They're not very good. <laughs> okay. You know, you... Ugh, pop figures. That would, and... yeah, if you're spending money and it's not worth it. You know? No, it's not. Like, how many keychains of Chucky do I need, you know? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, our next movie that we saw was, was actually on the, the Joe Bob Briggs, The Last Drive-In, mm -hmm. which makes movies so much better. Uh, yes. <laughs> especially with the commentary in between. It seems like every 15, 20 minutes, Joe Bob will come along and, and talk about the movie and give more of an insight into the, the film itself or the producers, directors, actors. Uh, so it's really cool. You get to learn a lot about yeah. that movie. And we saw Q, The Winged Serpent, from uh, on Shutter from Joe Bob Briggs. Um, I've never seen this movie before, except the one part where the the quick sequadle uh, eats the woman on the roof. I've seen that part before. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the topless scene I've seen. So, um, this movie is just about, uh, <laughs> a, a quick sequadle, <laughs> a big, like, dragon that's, uh, like, terrorizing New York City. He lives at the top of the... It's not the Empire State Building. It's the Capitol it's the, Building or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got um, uh, Michael Moriarty in it, who... Have you seen him lately? He looks... He doesn't look good, man. He looks rough. <laughs> he looks yeah. pretty rough. He does. And his... Where he's usually pretty likable in his roles... He is almost intolerable. In this role, in yes. This movie. And it, it's on purpose. I mean, that's the way he's written, clearly. So right, he's just yeah. doing his job, but... It's he's cool. supposed to be our hero? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There are really no heroes in this no. movie. <laughs> Not even fucking Carradine is much too much of a hero in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, watch this one with Joe Bob. Yes, it's... only. <laughs> no other way. <laughs> I, I can see going maybe in the 80s watching this movie. Yeah. And, liking it but now um not, not so much but it, i still had a good time watching it along with the joe bob commentary it's yeah it's dated but yeah like joe bob talks about how they got into the building to film everything and just larry cohen would just talk his way into places or, yeah. yeah it's impressive yeah it is our next film was a new release on shutter and a movie that we also didn't get to see at last year's cinepocalypse finally available for us to watch and it's called the ranger and mm-hmm. we got to see it on shutter now um uh the ranger is kind of like a throwback kind of to like a, like a, a slasher movie in a way or uh like an authority figure uh killing youths yes <laughs> Punk. punks punks yes <laughs> <laughs> so um this movie uh I'll just quick synopsis on it uh Teen punks on the run from the cops and hiding out in the woods come up against the local authority, an unhinged park ranger with an axe to grind. Literally. Yeah. Mm. There's more to it than that, though. Is the thing? I mean, if I read that synopsis, I would have been like, meh. But there is more to it than that. Right. Yeah. There is. Um, I enjoyed it. It was. It wasn't great, but yeah. it was a good little throwback and. I like the outcome. The Ranger was pretty cool. Yeah. He was... <laughs> he reminded me of... What's that one dude's name who was in... <laughs> he's real kind of goofy. Um, Rob something or other. Rob Riggle? Rob Riggle, yeah. No. That's what he reminds me of. If Rob Riggle and... Oh, my God. Hit... Oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. Forget it. Yeah, Rob Riggle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, see, now I'm just imagining Rob Riggle in this role as a ranger. <laughs> and it's a completely different totally movie. Different movie. <laughs> yeah. So this ranger goes around and he ends up killing all these punk kids because they're kind of destroying the woods. And there's a whole other backstory yeah, to it, the too. Worst. Yeah, they are the worst. Henry Rollins. H- Henry. If Rob Riggle and Henry Rollins True. had a baby, oh, wow. it would be this guy. That's a good one, yeah. You're yeah. right on that. Sad that it took me a minute to remember his name. Not as many tattoos, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good one. Check it out on Shutter. It's yeah. different, you know? It's something it is. new, but old, too. It's a nice little movie where there's not too much bullshit in it, and it just gets you straight to the point. Yeah. And it's it's perfectly fine. And I think the point you were about to make before I interrupted screaming Henry Rollins <laughs> is that it's not like these kids aren't exactly innocent. No, they're yeah. not. This is a kind of movie where you where you go in wanting to see people killed. Yeah. It's not where you're not rooting for really too many too many of these characters except for the main one. You right. you are rooting for her and you're mm-hmm. trying to find out what her backstory is and it lets you know through increments throughout the movie. Yeah. So I say check this one out. How about you? Yeah, check it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I was really interested in, and I never got to see it in the theater, and then I forgot all about it, and then it popped up on uh, uh, Stars, which is weird because we barely ever remember that we have Stars. Yeah, I said I totally <laughs> forgot that I paid for Stars. <laughs> you know, back in the nineties, like um, when I was living with my mother as, as a single parent, we had. Uh, just basic cable and 
basic cable used to come with the Channel Encore. Ah, uh, yes, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and sometimes they'd show pretty decent movies on yeah. Encore. Other times they'd just show kind of like boring shit. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but one of their parent, like, or their sister company, or whatever, one of the, their another channel connected to Encore was Stars. Yep. And I, I just always remember having that channel as opposed to like HBO and Cinemax, probably because it was cheaper. Yeah, That's it, it definitely thinking. was. Now I feel like it's about the same. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get a cheaper service than HBO or Cinemax, and you're going to get to watch The River Wild four times a day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this movie, <laughs> Searching, is the name of the film. It's with John Cho. Um, after a 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look for clues to finding her. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I remember hearing about this film because it got a little bit of press because it was an all-Asian cast for the most part. Um, but it really didn't play up to like uh, Asian culture or anything or wasn't just like a, a, an Asian-centric movie. It was, we have Asian characters going through what you know, any other character would do in this situation. Yes. Um, you could have thrown in any other family into this role and it would have worked. But, you know, hey, we have Asians this time around in, in, in like, the main focus of this film, which is good. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's no, like, for this kind of movie, there's really no race you can put in there or anything like that. Right, that's part of what representation is. Yes. It wasn't, the point of this movie wasn't that they were Asian. Right. It was just an Asian family. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, I believe someone actually rented out, like, the whole theater for this film, if I read correctly. I might be wrong. And, um, I think they, uh, just had, like, a free showing. I don't know, I gotta read up back oh, on this. Cool. But anyway, this movie's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was quite surprising, because I did want to see it at first, and then I was like, uh, well, it's kind of, I think maybe we've kind of seen something like this before, but... It went a little further with, like, the investigation and mm -hmm. social media, and it really brought a lot more things other than just, like, a, a, a teenager missing and a dad going through her accounts. It's with the backlash from, like, the media and social media and what it can do to you once you are out in the spotlight. And yeah. And it can really suck. <laughs> isolated you can still be yes. when, you're, when you have all these social media apps that you post to. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I kind of figured the movie out halfway through. You did, yeah. Mm. I didn't. I thought there was something funny. Fishy. Yeah. Something fishy going on. But I didn't. I just thought maybe the performance was wooden. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> so uh, this is a definite check out if you have stars. Yeah. And I'm not talking about John Cho's performance. I feel like mm. A-plus performance. Yeah, he John did a great Cho. job. He's in the majority. I mean... He's most of the movie. Yes, yeah. it is. And it's pretty cool how they did it. There's really no... Um, it's all through the eyes of social media mm -hmm. and through uh, text messages and FaceTime and yeah. different you know apps where you just go live and some asshole watches you talk about your day. You Casting. Know? Is, that even, is that real? If uh, it is, I don't know about there's it. There's some like that. I think yeah. there's like... I don't know, like live me or something like that, yeah. or I don't sure. fucking know. I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. Like who the fuck? Like I, I'm surprised enough people listen to my voice, let alone would want to watch me. You know, talk about <laughs> shit. That's you know, you know, and, and, <laughs> just to go on a little further about stuff. 
like with social media and, and mostly like YouTube and like people making videos and stuff, which is, I mean, which is great. I think YouTube is pretty awesome. Um, the platform, not the company itself, because right. from what I heard, they'd be pretty shitty. But you <clears> contribute <throat> to some Patreons for some yeah, I do, YouTubers I do. that you like. Yeah. yeah, I do. But the thing that always gets me is just like how much of like a, a like how much of an they just want their image over everything. Like you'll you'll go to like a a page or something, or you go see like a video you want to watch. And there's just some asshole's face up, like, mo- over most of, like, the picture. And then making, like, a goofy face or something. Right. And they're like, ah, the new Doom game. And they'll, like, just some jag off <laughs> making some stupid looking face. And then you look at his next video, and it's kind of the same thing where he's just on, like, his big head is up there. And, yeah, I, I, man, why don't you just make some content? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> really? I mean, probably most people don't want to see your ugly face, but same as mine. <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, check out this movie. It's cool. Yeah. Another movie which kind of surprised us, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is when we got to the point of the night where we're like, whatever, this. Well, fuck it. Let's watch. <laughs> what, what other apps do we have? Oh, shit. Showtime, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Let's check out Showtime. How much do we spend? Like, how much do you spend on all these apps? No, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, ballparking, <laughs> I think we probably spend about 60 bucks a month on oh, all the apps we have. You know what? That's it's not, not that bad. bad. That's not yeah. bad at all, considering how much cable and all that crap yeah. used to be. And... Right. We don't pay for cable. No. We don't no, have cable. We don't need it. Don't yeah. need it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, well, that's not bad. You know, yeah, ballpark, out. that's what I would guess. But a lot of times when it comes out of my account, I'm like, what is this? I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Probably pay for it. Eleven ninety nine. Probably something I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the name of this movie is Blood Fest. Uh, it's by uh, Owen Edgerton. Is that mm-hmm. what's his face? His brother or no? No, the I think the spelling is different. That's not what I was looking up. I was looking up to see what else that he'd done because I thought it was maybe the black whatever's daughter. That's a different Owen. I think. Oh, okay. Black, I don't even remember. Whatever. One that I didn't like, but my opinion about it was unpopular, apparently. Okay. Um, this guy, I'd never really seen anything that he's No, done. I haven't yeah. seen anything either. And yeah. uh, this movie is, um, fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. The charismatic showman... A.K.A. director, too. The director yeah. and writer, yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, man, if you can pull it off, do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie was pretty surprising. I was thinking it was going to be kind of stupid. Decent homage to all the subgenres of horror. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Um, Execution-wise, I would have liked to have seen a bit more murder in it. Yeah, yeah. Because it starts out like um, when the blood fest really starts to happen, yeah. people just start getting wasted. Slaughtered. Slaughtered. But then after that first initial scene, it doesn't really happen again. And You're right. I would have liked to have seen more scenes like that accompanying, accompanying our heroes throughout the different parts of the park where they go to, to where we're introduced to the uh, the the bad guys or the 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 villains that are in each part of this park, we get to see some people fall to them. Um, yeah. Which would have made, like, the impact a bit more of when, you know, our characters are running through this part of the park and there's these bad guys here. It would have been cooler to see them murder some people so we get a sense of what these guys are all about. 
because we do get to a point where there is with that one um the the uh the arbor oh. arbor day guy yeah <laughs> we do get to see him mm-hmm. and it's it, there was really no impact to it so oh yeah he kills uh what's his face shows up in this movie <laughs> that's right he does kill him yeah which um what's his face uh shazam Oh, yeah, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. he kills two people. No, I'm pretty sure he just kills Zachary Levi. Oh, I thought he killed that Ashley character, too, the blonde actress. No, she gets impaled. By him, right? Doesn't matter. No. (laughs) No, towards the, like, yeah, it's when they're fighting the the clowns and stuff. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Never mind. So, yeah, only only Zachary Levi. Spoilers, you guys. Zachary Levi shows up playing himself. (laughs) His role is akin to like kind of like Bill Murray's in Zombieland, and it's cute. It is. I liked the shtick. It's funny how you know now he's in Shazam, and yet he's in this small movie here, which I'm sure was filmed before then. And the Ashley character keeps calling him Flynn Rider from Tangled. (laughs) That's the only thing she knows him from. She's obsessed with Tangled. Remember, we used to watch that one show he was in, like right when he was. Yeah, that spy show. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was when we stopped watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuck. 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 Yeah. Chuck, that's right. Yeah. But I, I know what you're saying. Like, for instance, uh, Shaun of the Dead is like an, a love letter to that type of horror genre. Right. But it also gets really dark yeah. there in like the middle. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I am legit watching a horror movie right, right now, right. and I am feeling for all these characters. And this never really goes there. It's, no, it, it, it keeps it pretty light. It does keep yeah. it pretty light. Uh, I was, I mean, I was kind of looking to hate this movie. There are some silly parts, but I did enjoy it overall. Yeah, and, I yeah, it was check fun. it out. Mm-hmm. It's it went in the direction that I was hoping it went for when I was watching it. I was yeah. like, yes, all right, perfect, all right, great, <laughs> let's see this and. From there, you know, it kind of just went downhill a little bit. There was, like I said, I would like to see a lot more murder. Right. You're right. There more really murder. wasn't much. They shied away from it. <laughs> Although I do feel like they nailed all the subgenres and the rules of all those subgenres. Yeah, they did. They did. Clowns, no rules. No rules for... <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Uh, now, this movie was pretty old, um... What, 10 years ago? 11 years ago? 11 years ago. I can't believe how old this movie is. We're a thousand. Cloverfield, the first one. We just decided to throw that one on. And because we love this movie. Yeah, and I was really in the mood for it when we saw it was on Shudder, I think is where we were. But it's on Shudder and Amazon Prime right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, uh, you know, uh, Handycam, uh, shot on video, and, um, you know, uh, not shot on video, but. Point of view kind of movie. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. found footage. This was, I don't know, was this right around the time when that shit was getting more popular again? 2008, yeah, maybe it was making a comeback. Right. Uh, which I liked. I know a lot of people in the theaters got, like, sick and stuff and had to leave because the, the camera was shaky yeah. and everything. I don't really, you know, I'm fine with that. It doesn't me bother me at all. Uh, but, yeah, this is a cool monster movie. The yes. way The way it's, it's made and how they, you know... Uh, get the monster out there mm-hmm. and uh, you know they just show different parts of them then they show the whole thing but it's obscured by buildings and you can really just start to get the sense of this monster and it's not showing it too early and it's not showing it too late you're getting like this monster in awesome increments 
to where you get the full picture finally at the end. And yeah, this movie, <laughs> this movie rocked, man. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the preview for it right before Transformers when you and I saw it in the theater. And, and Michelle, I think, because I feel like you both squeaked when you saw him. No, nah, I'm oh, pretty sure okay. it was just me and you. All right. And <clears throat> when uh, they're showing the trailer for this movie, I knew nothing about it. All I knew is that I saw a guy I used to go to high school yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> like theater class. Uh, his name Michael Stahl David. I went to high school with him. <laughs> Main and, character of this movie. And he was in my drama class, too. And he, uh, during high school, he had gone actually once to go film a movie. Thing was the name of that film's like Newport South or some shit. No one's ever heard of it, so <laughs> you probably can't even find it anywhere. I think what's his face is in it though. Oh shit, Michael Shannon might be in that movie. Okay, I think that's him, but I could be wrong. I gotta look that up. Maybe it was the Coke commercial he was in where I was with both of you. And yeah, where, yeah, where yeah, I, yeah, he got paid like. Six figures for yeah, that shit. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yes, we were in a Coke commercial in the movie theater. Yeah. That's awesome. And and now he's doing a lot of his own stuff. It looks like he's writing and, and directing and everything. I'll have to get a hold of him, see if he wants to come on something. Yeah, definitely. See what's going on. But yeah, this mo- you've got a very young, fresh-faced TJ Miller. Yep. Who's holding the camera most of the time. Most of so the you time. only see him a little bit. You hear him more than anything else. Uh, Theo Rossi, a.k.a. Shades. Yeah, he pops up in this From uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. yeah, it was weird seeing him, you know, mm-hmm. after seeing him from Luke Cage and just in a random scene in the movie. Yeah. It's pretty funny. He lasts a lot longer than you'd think, too. He does, man. He, he's in there for, you know, at least the party, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get wasted and have to leave. So, yeah, he's in for <laughs> most of the party there. But yeah, I agree. The slow reveal of the monster is really good because sometimes they just keep it dark enough to where you never really get to see it. And I feel like that that's a cop-out. That's cheap. Let us see right. the monster. Right, right, right. Uh, so this is a definite yes, of course. Uh, if, if you, you love monster movies yeah. and if you can handle shaky cameras, then I think you'll be good. And if you're in the subway during a monster attack, follow the rats. Rats. The rats are running away. <laughs> follow those rats. <laughs> um, now, this is your show that you have watched without me, which I guess I really didn't care. I heard good things about it, but yeah. I don't know, you like TV shows a lot more than I do. That's true. We mostly watch movies together. Right, and there's very few shows that I watch. Yeah. I, uh, what's one of them? Game of Thrones? That's Game about it. Game of Thrones it. is the only show right now that we watch together. We just finished The Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I, God, yeah. I'm just not big into shows anymore unless I'm just really into them or mm-hmm. I can just binge watch them. Because you and I don't watch, like, a weekly show except for Game of Thrones, or at least I don't. Yeah, well, Maybe you do. I mean, like, commies, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah, we we'll catch just, up on on Hulu, yeah. But we're not waiting in front of the TV, like, right. oh, fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine's gonna be exactly. on. Exactly. No, yeah, mm-hmm. just, we'll watch it a few days later, it's... It's so much easier now. I don't have to set times to watch shit anymore. Yeah. Remember when we did that? It was oh yeah. god, you know, commercials and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I fucking hate commercials Speaking now. Speaking of Brooklyn Nine Nine, we caught one that was just on TV, and yeah. we were like, okay, we're eating, and then commercials came on, and I was like, what? What are these? The hell is no, this? I don't want to watch this anymore. What? <laughs> I'll watch it tomorrow on Hulu. <laughs> Ford commercials and shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway, anyway uh, hey, here you go. Uh, this d- is dead to me. A dead to me. It's available on Netflix. 
Um, it's a series about a powerful friendship that blossoms between a tightly wound widow, Christina Applegate, and a free spirit spirit with a shocking secret, uh, Linda Cardellini. Um, it's a creator is Liz Feldman, who I'm not familiar with. Um, and the executive producers are Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And had uh. I seen that out of the gate, I probably would have been like, nope. <laughs> but I didn't know it. Until I'd watched the first couple of... Even the first episode, I was totally hooked. <laughs> All I needed to see was Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. And I was like, yes, this. Um, so I called this show the apology that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay owed to Christina Applegate and to everyone. <laughs> Not a big Will Ferrell fan, guys. I Anchorman's think you've said stupid. that before. Yeah. yeah. I don't... I think it's dumb. Sorry. We should watch Holmes and Watson, then. That's the movie that I got. I'm like fucking panned bad. Morbidly <laughs> curious at how bad it really is. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Step Brothers, never seen it. Yeah. So anyway, this show is great, and I won't spoil any of it. And you're gonna watch it with me because I'm gonna watch it again. It's just like 30 minute episodes. I think there's only 10 30 minute episodes. I burned right through it. It's hmm. really, really good. I guess. And I don't want to... Anything else I say about it could be a spoiler. It unfolds so slowly, and at the end of each episode, you're like, oh, shit, I did not see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. All right, well... And Ed Asner. Oh, my God, you guys, we lost Tim Conway yesterday, which is so sad. But we still have Ed Asner, and he's still working. And he's still 108 years old. He's a thousand years old. <laughs> he was a thousand years old, like yeah. 40 years ago. <laughs> um, so he looks as good as Ed Asner could look, considering he's 107. I'm just kind of thinking he just kind of just withered away into like a, 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 a lawn gnome. Should he's probably healthier than the both of us. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he put out like... Hey, he put out, like, exercising videos Probably, back yeah. like, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he was, like, 84. <laughs> yeah. So please check out this show, A+. You don't have to be a woman. It's definitely geared towards women. It's all female oh, writers. Well, it's then. two female leads, and all of you men's activists are going to be like, blah, blah, whatever. Fine. It is sort of geared towards women, but it's a really fun show. So it's not, it's, it's not, like... The movie that we're doing for movie of the week, then. Well, I mean, I don't think so because I don't think that was necessarily geared towards women. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't. It was geared towards horror fans. Yes. And it's coming up next. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
Our movie of the week is the 2005-2006 Neil Marshall movie, The Descent. Mm -hmm. This was my pick. This was your pick. Uh, we had to uh, postpone Jessalyn's pick for a week because I messed up. So, it's coming uh, uh, episode 76. Mm -hmm. It's an uh, even number this time. Wait, I thought this was episode 77. No, 76. Okay. I thought you said 77 at the beginning. Well, then I'll fix it. <laughs> you, can, you can edit anything, All I right. swear. Okay. <laughs> um, the Descent. So, uh, you and I saw this movie together back when it came out in the United States, of course. Um... And I was blown away by it. It was something I didn't expect at all. It, um, I wasn't sure what was going to happen throughout this film. And it gradually just sneaks up on you and takes you on a ride. It does. And so I got a question for you then, Jocelyn. Okay. Why does this movie work? Like, really? Like, what do you think really made this movie work? Because you get, like, um, five characters, six characters... You, uh, a horror movie, you throw them into a cave and you try and make that scary and not like other things that you've seen before. So what do you think really helped make this movie what it is? That's a good question. I think what makes it work is that it's the type of movie that starts out as something other than a horror movie. Uh -huh. Kind of. Also yes. something horrific happens pretty early on, like right, in the right. first five minutes of the yes. movie. But that still doesn't necessarily make it a horror movie. Exactly. So I think it kind of starts out as a character study and a study of the relationships of these women. And it's so subtle, but also so prominent. I don't know yes. how. I mean, even just the look between all these women and you're like, I know exactly what's going on here. Yes. And, yeah. Um, and that's a big reason why I like this movie, too, is that it's with all women. And it would be completely different if it were, say, all men or, mm -hmm. or a mix of yeah. men and women. Because I, I, I think in like situations like these, you have um, men. If you were to have men in this, you're, these guys are just consistently discussing between each other. Like, how do we take care of this situation? What are we going to do? Uh, how are we going to deal with this? How are we going to get there? How are we going to get out? How are we going to do this? And with the women in, in this movie, it was more about them speaking about their emotions as a, as opposed to what they're gonna gonna have to do to get out of this cave. Yeah, but also like working together to and get them yes. all out of the cave. Yeah, right, right. But there's not like a, a discussions about or big discussions about how they're gonna deal with stuff. It was right. more of interpersonal things and um, also with their fears. Yeah. So I think it works out a lot more when when it's with these women, and plus the directing too. <laughs> of sure. This movie, this is which Neil is... Marshall, yeah, of Dog Soldiers and Doomsday. Those are the only two I wrote down. He didn't direct as much as I thought, but there are more on the list. Yeah. Yeah. A few Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's done uh, the Hellboy movie that came out uh, recently, which got like really bad reviews really and stuff. And now I'm sort of curious. Yeah, I want to see this shit. Really like, that bad? Hell yeah. <laughs> definitely want to see yeah. it now but but yeah and not just like when i say character study they all spend one night together before they go spelunking mm -hmm. and in that one night i already kind of know what all their relationships are to each other yes without them saying so how do you know each other right it's very right, well right. scripted yeah right and the beginning of the movie too where we uh 
it's a year before like the main story starts we get to see a few of our main characters <clears throat> interacting with each other when they're whitewater rafting yeah and we get to see like this i mean um it's not really too much dialogue it's the way people are looking at each other. Yeah, Sarah, Juno, and Beth, who are basically the main characters in right, this ensemble. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and they are later joined by three other characters. Uh, that would be what Holly, uh, Becca, and Sam, I believe? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. those are our other three women who join Juno, Sarah, and uh, Beth. Beth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, Sarah... Um, and her husband and her child are leaving from this white water rafting expedition that um, we're led to believe maybe Juno um, set up because <clears throat> the Juno character in this movie is very like athletic and stuff and mm-hmm. very into activities and, and danger and, and everything. So she kind of round, rounds all these girls up to go do these kind of things, it seems like. Um, after white water rafting, they're driving home and Sarah kind of feels that her husband's a little dis- distant from her. And he veers off the road a little bit, and then there's an accident. He gets impaled by some some copper, I don't know, poles. <laughs> or, so does their daughter. And so yeah. does the daughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah lives, and but unfortunately her kid and husband die in the crash. Then uh, that's where we pick up a year later where we're going to these these uh, this mountain range to go into these caves. That and the Judo Appalachians. Set up. Yeah. Appalachians. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie wasn't filmed in the United States at all. Right. It was filmed in uh, the UK and Scotland. I wondered, yeah. And the caves they go into uh, are sets, man. I asked you yesterday yes. if they were sets. It was a little hard to tell sometimes. It was. Yeah. I couldn't tell at all. I yeah. was I was convinced. It never. I mean, I could never tell, and nothing ever took me out of that movie because it looked great. Yeah. It, was, it, it looked like a cave. Mm-hmm. And up until today when I looked and did a little <laughs> research... I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, wow. And that's good. That sounds much safer than right, yeah. <laughs> filming something yeah, inside the cave. Yeah. That's part of what they said, too. This is a bit safer. Uh, we can do this a lot quicker. You know, we have to squeeze through things. Yeah. Can you imagine getting, like, equipment through tight spaces yeah. and stuff? I'm mm-hmm. sure that would be a pain in the ass. Because one of the, like, themes of this movie is claustrophobia. Yes. Boy, does it give you that feeling. Right. Yeah. Luckily, when this movie... Uh, first came out and they're showing trailers for it they really didn't show the monster at all that is in this movie yeah. so when you go in there you you don't know if people are these characters are seeing anything or if they're actually creatures in these undiscovered caves that juno brings them to uh, the reason juno does that is because she um <laughs> she wants to like find all these different caves with her friends and rename them and just have this adventure together it seems kind of like bullshit to me selfish <laughs> and a she bit didn't, selfish yeah she yes. didn't tell them that no they didn't she, so all of a sudden they find out that no one knows where they are right yeah. and uh she didn't even bring the map with her mm-hmm. for the for the cave or even i mean if they're undiscovered hiding <laughs> what's the map yeah. gonna do anyway which is another that's something about juno juno is a pretty self-involved person right yeah but she's also the fucking best, too. <laughs> Badass. I'm yes. not disputing that. Yeah. Yes. And, like, yes, let's, we'll keep going. Yeah. We'll I have more to say about Juno. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get through. 
Um, so yeah, we're we're going around with these characters throughout the caves and everything, and um, yeah, the paranoia, paranoia, claustrophobia, and they're seeing things. And but it comes like we get to find out that these creatures actually do exist, and mm-hmm. that they've been down here for who knows how long, and they've we're humans, and we're able to adapt to the darkness that's in these caves. Because I guess they never could find their way out, and, <laughs> and then they just. You know, evolved into these pale, gross, blind fucking ghouls. Wendigos. Wend- Wendigos. See, you pi- he pictures Wendigos as yetis. Yeah. But I kind of picture them as, yeah, like humans that evolved into creepy monsters. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, see, I just always got it from the X-Men arcade game, because there's this bad guy you fight in there. His name's Wendigo. Wendigo. And he goes, Wendigo! And he, like, slashes <laughs> at you. <laughs> Whatever they are. Whatever. <laughs> They're just billed as creatures, I think. So the rest of our movie, we get to see the the six women try and escape from these monsters um, through these different caves, and then they get to see that there were people here before them, and that these caves have already been discovered, but people have probably never come out of them. <laughs> yeah, they find equipment that's like a hundred years old. Right, right. It's totally obsolete. Yeah. And... Um, I guess from there, you know, they just try to survive, and unfortunately some of them are felled. Like, uh, the Holly character, which is, like, Juno's protege, mm-hmm. is uh, very young, and it does a lot of stupid things in this movie, and I'm kind of happy she gets, she dies first. And... I still think she's likable, but yeah, she had to be the first to go. Yeah, she did, and she, uh, I think she sees, like, a way out of these these caves, but... Um, I guess there's like a, a reflection that can happen in caves to make it seem like there's light coming in. Mm-hmm. And she goes running for this light and falls down a hall and, and breaks her leg open. Yeah, and it's a pretty gnarly out. compound fracture. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> Luckily, one of the women there is, uh, she's a resident, I believe. She's going to be a doctor in like a year. Or maybe she's in med school, then going to be a doctor. Yeah, Sam maybe? Yeah, yeah. I believe Sam. Um so they fix her up, and they're trying to get out of there, and that's when the monsters show up, and they take care of Holly really quickly. <laughs> yeah, Holly's gone. But not a... I mean, there's an excruciating excruciating scene where they try to put her leg back together. Right, and she's a hell of a trooper, too. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from when the monsters strike, everyone kind of splits up and goes in different directions. Sarah, who are our main character, she runs off by herself. Uh, the two sisters run off by them by themselves too, mm-hmm. um, and Juno is trying to fight off the the ghouls from taking Holly's body away so they can feast on her later. And then that's when we can see like Juno can fight a little bit. You know, yeah. she's doing some kicks. You know, taking it. She takes out one of the um, one of the ghouls or Wendy goes whatever the hell you want to call. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a little taste of how cool Juno can be. But see, I got a, a cooler taste earlier in the movie, though, when she does the standing up split. She does, Which yeah. is my favorite part of the movie. That's your favorite part of the whole movie. Fuck yeah, I can't wait to see that part every single time, because it's awesome. She just stands there and picks her leg up. Like it's nothing, Like, like yeah. it's nothing, and just stands. <laughs> like, everyone's trying to wake up, like, oh, they got drunk the night before, and they're all hungover. I want you to pick over. a new favorite part of the movie before we get to the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she fights them all with, like, a whatever climbing it's a, axe. It's whatever Yeah, the Tomb Raider has one of the pickaxe right. things, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
or not a pickaxe, or one of the yeah ice picker thing, whatever. Climbing axe. Climbing. I think I'm at least closer. We're not sporty. No, uh, we're, we're indoorsy. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Um, and then uh, when Juno is fighting off, she fights off one of the ghouls, and she thinks another one's coming for her. Mm. She takes a swing, and she actually hits one of the other women there, uh, Beth, yeah. who is Sarah's. We get to think is Sarah's best friend. Yeah. They're like the closest together. Definitely, it, yeah, it's clear that like Sarah and Beth are the closest. Right. And the whole time you can tell that Beth doesn't love Juno. No, no. Yeah. A lot of them don't like Juno all that much. Yeah. It's that, I guess it's that one friend you kind of tolerate, you know. For yeah, <laughs> that Sarah won't let go of. Right, Beth's yeah. like, all right, fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah she hits Beth and... In the throat. In the throat. Yeah. So Juno leaves her there to die, and it was an accident, of course. Yeah. And but, she's freaking out. Yeah, and Juno has yeah. no idea what to do, so she leaves and um, goes off fighting some more monsters. Yeah. And, and she's the one who's actively trying to search for everyone else that has run away. She's mm-hmm. calling out and everything. No one else is really doing that except Juno. Yeah. And we get a line, I believe, from, uh, I believe, Becca or uh, Sam when Juno's screaming and there's one of the ghouls is there, like, sniffing around looking for, for the, the sisters. And then Juno starts screaming and then the ghoul leaves and then Sam says, you know, um, I'm glad it's not me or... It's anyone. better her than us. Or yeah, kind of like, like that. yeah, as long like, as they're not coming damn. down on me. Like, damn. Yeah. So they're kind of, you know, sp- splitting apart from each other, yeah. which... Which I can understand, because Juno did kind of fuck them over. In, totally! In Juno makes some really bad decisions in this movie. <laughs> One of them wasn't the leg split. But anyway, going on from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so going through the rest of these like caverns and everything, we get kind of like a sense of dread, like they're, they're not going to get out of this these caves at all. And... That's when we get to to see the sisters try and cl- cross this chasm, and they are felled. Also, unfortunately, um, they were those characters <clears throat> were. I mean, they were pretty good. They were mostly somewhat in the background. They yeah. did have a, a, some good lines, and they did have a good story about them. But yeah, Beth and Sarah are and Juno are like our big main right. characters mm-hmm. out of this. So their deaths didn't have as big of an impact as some of the other ones that, that happened or will happen. But the one, so which one died trying to climb back over? I believe that was Sam. Okay, Sam. Sam, Sam dies. And she dies just kind of hanging from the top of the cave. <laughs> right, it's a yeah. pretty awesome death. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She gets her throat ripped out, then she, what? She takes the Wendigo out, though. Yeah, she does. And then dies. Yeah. <laughs> then her sister dies shortly after that, mm-hmm. too. And then, then we're left with only Sarah and Juno. Well, during this whole time, Sarah has been on her own and trying to figure out, like, where to go. She finds, like, a, an old lamp mm-hmm. and, like, uh, she makes her own torch or, what should I call it, a stick with a flame on it because they yeah. call, uh, England, they call flashlight torches. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, well, here in clarify. America, we call torches torches. And then we call <laughs> flashlights Torches, flashlight, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> made the language went to fucking speak it. Anyway, so she's got a torch. She's got a torch now, and she's you know uh, 
I believe she's taken out a few of them, and then she actually comes across Beth, who is still alive yeah. and coughing up blood. She tells Juno, uh, she says that Juno's the one that did this. Sarah doesn't really believe her. And then Sarah, uh, Beth gives Sarah Juno's, like, um, Juno has this necklace she's wearing throughout the movie. And when Beth is stabbed, she ends up ripping the this piece of jewelry off Juno. And it has a saying on it. And what the hell is that saying again? The saying is love each day. Love and each day. Earlier in the film, Sarah says... That's something that her husband always used to say. So it kind of brings everything together, saying that the reason why there were all these kind of stares and awkward stares in the beginning of this movie... Yeah, there was a lot of side-eye from Beth. Yeah. Yes, and side-eye and Juno is has like a, 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 a look of, of wanting to... Uh, there's something missing that she's, you know, she has a reaction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, that, yeah, we get to learn that Juno and Sarah's husband were probably together. Yeah. And that um, Paul, Paul is his name. Paul is the one who gave Juno that piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so Sarah's kind of fired up by this. And yeah. especially being told by Beth that Juno's the one that did this to her. And she also says you can't trust her. Can't trust her. Yeah. <laughs> and for the first time I saw it, I was like, man, you're really stirring the pot right now. <laughs> but Beth is literally dying. <laughs> and still worried about Sarah's well-being. <laughs> so never mind. And that's when Sarah goes off. She um, gets into a fight with some of the, the creepers, ghouls. Uh, gets knocked into like this big pit of like blood. Yeah. And it's really gross. Also happens in the rebooted Tomb Raider. Right, 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 I do feel like they kind of ripped off that scene. They did. Tomb Raider (laughs) rip-off artists. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's when Sarah fights off a few more of them in this pit, and she's just covered with blood, and now she's this warrior. Mm -hmm. And she gets to meet up with Juno, uh, and then they go and try and figure out a way to get out of this cave, finally. Uh, They... they think they get to like an exit, and there's like three of the ghouls waiting for them there. They fight them off, which is really cool. They're like, they kind of remind me of Batman and Robin a little bit, yeah. how they're fighting off these bad guys. Uh, Juno actually looks like a character, like she can be a character in Mortal Kombat, like the way yeah. she's dressed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. I like it. That's my favorite scene. Is, is that when they're fighting off those last three and they're at the exit? And then um, we hear that they're uh, going to be. A, a lot more ghouls, not just those three. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a huge community in these caves, and they're about to escape. And then Sarah shows Juno the necklace that she had gotten from Beth. After, well, also um, Sarah had to crush Beth's head, you know, to put her out of yeah, her misery. So one of the ghouls her. eat her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she had to kill her best friend. Also, mm-hmm. uh, shows that to Juno. Juno has this look like, oh fuck, <laughs> like yeah. he everything. Said Beth was dead. Yeah. Right, right. And Sarah before that had questioned Juno about mm-hmm. Beth, and Juno had said, you know, she's dead. I saw it. And so Sarah uh, incapacitates Juno by stabbing her in the thigh to slow her down. Also, my favorite part, just because I was. So so shocked that she actually did that. I yeah. never thought she'd do it. Yeah. I didn't think she would do it either, but when she did it, I was like, oh, fuck. All right, yeah. great. All right, so she does that so she can escape. Um, and leave Juno with fate. Yeah. Left Juno behind, and we hear Juno scream. We don't see anything that happens. Yeah. And then we, we see Sarah uh, 
fall down and then she sees an opening for the cave. She leaves, gets in her car, peels the fuck out of there, mm-hmm. and um, pulls over to the side and starts crying. You know, fuck it, it's very overwhelming. Uh, truck passes by and it kind of wakes her up, you know, like, oh, gets her out of like how she's feeling. And she looks over and sees like a ghost Juno in the car mm-hmm. with her. And that's how the version we saw in the theater stopped. Yes. But the original version of this movie goes on from there because that's just uh, a, when uh, Sarah falls down and gets knocked out. That was just her dreaming that uh, of her escaping. Yeah. She's actually really stuck down in, in this cave and can't get out and has a vision of her daughter and uh, her daughter's birthday, which was had been going on throughout the movie where yeah. she was having visions and mm-hmm. hearing her daughter talk to her because of the caves right. and the paranoia and everything. And we pan out from her, uh, from Sarah, you know, in part of this cave, and we just start hearing all these different ghouls, and they're coming to get her, and that's when the film ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, I like both versions. I really I do. do. Too. Um, because Juno should haunt her. Yes. Because Juno was an asshole. Right. But she did not deserve that. No, she didn't. Yeah. But Juno, man, she was pretty badass. She was Definitely. taking care of yeah. like a bunch of dude, a bunch of the ghouls, you yeah. know. She, so I, she was my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think she deserved that. But it was, you know, we also after we watched this movie, we also watched the sequel to it, mm-hmm. which I don't think was really necessary, to be honest with no. you. No, and the the extended cut ending negates the whole sequel. Right, exactly. The uh, idea is that Sarah got out, and that's where it starts in the right, sequel. Right, right. But in the extended version, she didn't. No, she didn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I kind of think the the second one was unnecessary, but it does show you what happened to Juno. And gives you some finality, I believe, to, yeah. to the Juno character. I called it the Descent Part 2. Oops, they did it again. <laughs> they make Sarah go back down in the cave to find everybody. Yeah. But yeah, it is cool that Juno's still alive. Yeah. yeah. I like Juno. She doesn't do the thing with your legs, so there's nothing interesting about Well, she can. It's yet. injured to Sarah. What a jerk. <laughs> there is some, I think, I, I like maybe the forgiveness and redemption that Sarah and Juno have together. Yeah, that's at the end of the parts of the second yeah. part. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. But yeah. But the whole team taking her down into the caves again, I was just like, what are you doing? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and that the two detectives go down there. Gavin Hurley from Superman 3 and Eric from Willow. That one tails yeah, from the yeah. crypt. That guy. <laughs> yeah, that like, guy. Why would you let him go down into caves? Look at this guy. Yeah, I know. He's like six foot eight. Like, <laughs> how's he gonna fucking fit, man? Six foot eight and not fit. Like, he cannot pull himself out of this cave. <laughs> I don't know. Thirteen kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. Two breasts. Two penises. Uh, little things from that the I, creatures. The creature penises. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Little things that I picked up through, like, I guess it was probably like the eighth or ninth time I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. There is one one part that I didn't recognize or really pay attention to before, and it's uh, right before, like, the night before they're going to leave to go to these caves, Juno goes outside and she starts talking to a couple of the women who are out there, and they're just talking about something. And she goes out there, and then they leave to go back in to go to sleep. It's going to be a long day tomorrow, and you need a lot of sleep, and... Juno's just standing outside, and then you hear a wolf in the background. 
And I think that kind of just explains the kind of character that she is throughout the rest of this movie. Ah, the lone wolf. The lone wolf, yeah. Okay. I never really, yeah, never yeah. picked that up. It was kind of cool. But I was like, oh, fuck, I never, never heard that. That's a nice touch, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I guess I really don't get the significance of this one, though, is when Sarah wakes up in the light, she opens up her window and she hears, like, a, a, a bird, kind of like a big bird, maybe an eagle or something. Okay. So I don't know what that means, yeah. Someone tell me what it means. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you see, like, a German shepherd in the pile of all the bodies that the ghouls had eaten. Because when the ghouls are hungry, they'll go up to to the, uh, to the surface and grab, like, deer or whatever. Uh, but you see in the pile, you see a dog. And I was kind of thinking maybe this was, like, a, a reference or a throwback to dog soldiers. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they took one of the dog soldiers and ate them. Who knows? Got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think the whole movie is maybe a metaphor for Sarah climbing out of her grief and surviving. Right, where yeah. Where she could have just died. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming back from her husband and daughter dying so suddenly and gruesomely, how do you live through that? Get a friend like Juno. <laughs> you said Beth wrong. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, Beth. I forgot all about her. Boring. Yeah. I mean, it takes a hard left when she takes Juno out. Right, right. Up, but, but yeah, that was great, though. That's yeah. that's one of the greater parts of the movie. Is, yeah, that, that is a really good scene. Yeah. That that whole end scene is pretty awesome in mm-hmm. how they deal with it. There's some really good effects in this. The sets, like I said before, those are sets. Those aren't caves, and I couldn't yeah. tell. Of course, I haven't been in a cave in probably like 30 years, so right. it's been a while. They looked really good. But yeah, I, I asked you if they were set. I pretty much thought they were. I didn't think they would take a film crew down mm-hmm. Into the Appalachian, like, caves. Oh, I don't know, yeah. You ever see that movie, The Cave? It came out, like, right around here. You know, I think it's been on my Google playlist for a really long time, but until it's free, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? I don't remember. I might have. Okay. We actually maybe have seen it together. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I don't remember. I, think, I believe it came out right around the same time as The Descent did. So it was, like, the, the rip-off? I believe that... Um, they knew about each other, these different productions, and they were like, all right, let's try and get this one out before that one. I gotcha. And then The Sun came out first. Well, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure this one's better. Yeah, I'm sure this <laughs> one's better, too. I believe that one's like PG-13, maybe. Oh, then this one's definitely better. You know what? I have seen it. I have seen it. And yes, The Descent is way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back to you now? Yeah, and you could just see like uh, the difference in directors with these movies, like Descent 1 and Descent 2. Like you can totally tell, <laughs> you know, like like the oh, love yeah. that went into the first yes. one, as opposed to the second one, which is more of a monster movie. It doesn't really deal with too many of the elements from the first film. No. This one's just a horror movie, a it, monster movie. Yeah, it feels lazy, and it was a cinematic. We watched it on HBO, but it was like a Cinemax presents. Yeah, it's, it's the same company. I believe yeah. they're part of. Yeah, yeah, and I believe we rented it. On DVD or Netflix on DVD when it came out. Yeah. When Netflix... Do they still have DVDs that they send they out? They do. They do, yeah. Why? Guys, well, stop. <laughs> well, I can understand that because Netflix doesn't put all of the movies online or to stream. And then you can just say like you want to watch, I don't know... Anything, I guess they Get an have. an Amazon Prime account. <laughs> no, they have. They probably have a lot of foreign movies that they don't All right, up either. Fine, fine. There, there was. I remember. I had to. This was right when Netflix was first around, or when I first started. Uh, when I first subscribed, 
2004, I want to say, or 2005 I did, there was a John Woo movie that I couldn't find anywhere on DVD, or, or I can get a bootleg of it, but Netflix had it, and I think they only had one at the time. Because right, so it took forever for it you to get it. It took forever, but I finally got it, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, all right, great, I get to finally see this on DVD, and... So, yeah, I bet you still could find some obscure stuff on Netflix. All right, fine. Shit, you know what? I'm going to look that back up again, because there may be some ex- obscure stuff that I can't find, and they might have it. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Anyway. So, wait, a grade for this movie? A. I a. give it an A. Me That's too. A nice, solid A is a great horror film. Definitely. should be a staple, you know, of any horror movie collection is this movie. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this is a definite check out. Second one, you don't have to. It's not you're... bad. I wouldn't no. say it was bad, but it's no. unnecessary yeah. and not great. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. It's cool how that Eric dude dies, the big guy. I like yeah. how he dies. It was cool. Me too. <laughs> the thing is, though, like I kind of thought he died way earlier in the movie, and when he shows up again, I was like, oh, he's okay. I thought he was dead. <laughs> That's been happening to you lately <laughs> with movies. Like, I swear to God, the last four movies... You thought like you've like mixed up actors and you like don't remember people. Being Not alive him. I didn't dead. mix him up with anybody. But you. But yeah. Like, I feel you were, like there like, was a fake stuff. out death scene. <laughs> I think you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for joining us once again, and we will see you next week. Will we come out? Are you you're going to be joining me next week or? Um... Yeah, we just have to do it early. Right, yeah. you're going to be gone. All right, yeah, we'll be back earlier next week, so it'll be a shorter break in between episodes. So, see you then. Thanks for listening.